the schooling system needs a major reform. Major reform. And 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 here's what I'm, I'm where I'm at. Okay, we've been interviewing for a lot of positions. The people coming through are not ready for the new age business at all. At all, zero negative. Honestly, I'm I'm. I, it's actually keeping me up at night a lot because I'm like, oh my god, people are being sold on this system. They're they're taking four years of their life. And doing it properly and giving their all to the system, they're paying for it, scam. and then they're coming out. I don't want that's a that's a that's a <laughs> no, dangerous word. No, scam. Scam. Okay, I take that. That's back. a dangerous word, but it is. She takes it, it back. Yeah, it, it is. It is. I think they're preying on people figuring out their lives and not using first principles. And so, th- the interviewees come. And I'm looking at them and I'm realizing, oh my God, they are not ready to actually help us succeed in any way, shape or form. They don't have the tools necessary for the new age type of business. Just show Just everything. Just show everything. Everything. And that's, that's what we the did. Key and word. so people everything. really started getting interested. They're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, people are <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? I'm Jake the Rover. My life goal is simple. WWE star called Mr. America. My name is Leslie Carls. My nickname is The Panda, and I run this ship. Nick, just Nick. Can I get a Midday Squares? We are live on the Midday Squares Uncensored Podcast. You guys know we talk about chocolate, family business, entrepreneurship, and whatever fucks are on our minds. As always, please, if you have any questions, because we love hearing from you, it is middaysquares.com slash podcast questions. Jake, what fucking book are you reading this week? Setting the table. So I just finished Made to Stick, and uh, I was recommended from the co-founder of um, Nut Bar in Toronto. She said um, it's a great book about hospitality and explain the difference, and it's done by Danny Mayer. Danny Mayer is the co-founder. I think he's actually the founder of uh, Shake Shack and many other great restaurants and he's done whack things just to give you an example like he's looked up on Facebook people before they came on the reservation and got to know them and then had a surprise them when they got to the restaurant out of out of nowhere just like if they saw that they love dogs they brought a dog like that's you know, very like, midday squares yeah. yeah so Danny Mayer is a fucking legend and um, he just talks about the difference between hospitality and service and it's right down my alley so um, it's so far a great book and I know our I know our colleague right now is so far great no setting the table setting the table by Danny mayor but most importantly also our colleague michelle our vp of sales is also reading it right now as well wow so, fucking snaps to snaps that snaps to that I, I guess you know what since i'm reading something too right now i'm going to share it with you i'm made, reading made in america the sam walton book actually phenomenal book who's sam walton uh, founder I, I, of walmart so for everybody that doesn't know it sam walton is uh the founder of walmart i think the biggest misconception in that book that for me at least is the perception of like kind of the Walmart ethos that has been created in the early 2000s, 2000s is really not representative of Sam Walton at all. Um, And that for me has been the most shocking thing because Sam was like a serious renegade, very much his character style reminds me a lot of, I always forget the founder of Nike's name, but the founder of Nike and Sam Walton have a lot in common because I read Shoe Dog too. is it Les, Phil Knight? Phil Knight, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I just How'd hear you? that name all the time. I hear because everyone reads that book Shoe Dog. It's a phenomenal I book. I've read it, but they always talk about Phil Knight. So I'm like, hey, I gotta read it eventually. But I want my next book to be Walmart because 
I'm so curious why there's that misconception between when Walmart started as this guy, Sam Walton, created something so special, and then they got this horrible reputation from a certain period to, like you said, the early 2000s. Now they're making a comeback on the reputation. Yes, I would agree with that. But that's a really cool storyline on how people change their reputation of their company. And I'd be curious to read that, to be honest. Yeah. And I, I actually, once you read it, we'll talk about it because I have strong opinions on why I think everything went wrong in the once like excited. In, yeah. So I'm not reading anything if anybody's wondering. But you yeah. watch a lot of TV, babe. So Tons. also you're watching. Well, right now I'm actually watching Sons of Anarchy. And also I read a lot. I watch a lot of TV um, to get my inspirations for, you know, media and to see what people are doing. And um, I'm watching Sons of Anarchy right now. I've seen it before. But when you rewatch something, you really notice every detail. So I think that's important to important note that, you know, reading isn't just the way to learn. Um, you know, you and I, Nick and I read and we learn a lot through reading. But Leslie, because you're in the, the creative section and the brand, I think that's important for people to know is that you could learn a lot from watching television. Oh, yeah. And it's not just the lazy couch Netflix people that sit there. It's a complete opposite, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we had this conversation, right? That was like the interesting revelation I had about Les and her watching. I remember I went through this period of time where I would always tell Les, like, Les, I have no idea how you spend <laughs> Either do I. hours and hours watching television. No, and you guys are always confused. No, babe, on Saturdays, she's there from about 11 a.m. till about 5 p.m. And on then the I, television. No, I take an hour break and yeah. I, I come back till the about 10 p.m. You're on the television. Yeah. She hits it hard. <laughs> she hits it so hard. But then... But then she made the correlation. She's like, no, Nick. Cause she's like, okay, number one, she, she's like, I'm not going to sit here and deny I don't love watching content. <laughs> but she's like, I'm looking at the way they're filming, um, the Sound. way they're cutting scenes, all that type of stuff. And she goes, and then it hit me the same way I could go in a rabbit hole on like Twitter or any of these learning channels for like hours at a time is the exact same way she feels while she's watching TV. So then for the first time ever, I was capable of understanding how she does six hour blitzes. Cause I do six hour yeah. blitzes sometimes on fucking like knowledge holes. content yeah, I, rabbit holes. Yeah. I think it's important to ask people um, why, cause I uh, honestly, I'm not going to lie either. I, I used to think you were lazy that you just watch TV <laughs> and like until just now to be honest, yeah. because when you ask someone why they're watching, maybe it's out of pleasure, which is totally fine, but there's different things. And what I learned just today is that people learn in completely different ways. And exactly. your way of learning is not my way of learning, but I like to read and I only got that now. And I, I would think that, you know, watching TV is for me is just like, oh, I'm going to go to sleep to it. Well, you know? so, so here's the thing is I have two learning disabilities. Um, I have ADHD and I'm also, I have auditory processing disorder. Um, reading's very, very hard for me. Kind of so. rattled. We're still calling them disabilities. Feel like the wrong word. Not disabilities. Learning. Yeah. Learning. Uh, whatever. Whatever. L whatever. I was Fuck diagnosed it. with a learning thing. Thing. I like that. Um, yeah. And basically, exactly. Yeah. Growing up, it, it the the word disorder was on like or disability was just or disability. Terrible. Terrible. I mean. You're just special in a great way. <laughs> that's and a great. That's what I think. You you're know? special, baby. Yeah, you're. You know, and at the end of the day, not everybody fits into a box. You know, and and so I didn't fit into that box, and I don't learn the way most people learn. And so when I read a book, I can be reading, but I'm actually not processing, processing anything. anything. But that's a lot of people. I yeah, think. yeah. So, I used to be like that. So sometimes for me to read a book, I'll have to read it. Uh, read it. And oh, then wow. read. No, no, no. I'll have to read. Like, let's say I get through one chapter and I'll have to reread that chapter again. Cole's notes, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But no, I think you're but I think you're slowly getting the reading bug. 
to try it. I would love to read. Like when I hear you guys talk about bo- uh, books and stuff, I have FOMO. Yeah. But I just don't know if I have the capacity. But I'm, I guess I'm going to try. You know, I didn't have it before this year. Yeah, you, you, Jake. Can't, for everybody that's listening, just know. At any given point in time, you can catch the reading bug. Every year is a any new point. year to potentially catch the reading because he was like anti-reading. And I also have the same similar learning um, capabilities as you. Yeah, no, no. I, I don't think you do. Yeah, babe. I did, babe. babe I, we got, have, listen, I got tested for all kinds of things. I, I have dyspraxia, which you have dyspraxia. I was labeled. I, no, but I, you don't understand. I had to go through school, to university. I, professors couldn't read my handwriting, so I'd get lower marks. It's horrible. I felt... And then I started being put in a single room to do my exams on a computer. And I felt like I was in prison, to be honest with you. And then I was like, why am I here? Like, I felt different. People would ask you, why are you doing your exam? And that was a whole other thing that I just really felt like uncomfortable about. Yeah, but in the university. school system's really fucked up. It's a societal because, box. Oh, it's a societal box. I want to hold this thought because it's coming into our conversation. Okay. Today, so let's not get too into it right away. It's a dirty conversation. Um, yeah. Dyslexia is something I was plagued with too. And I just, I just want to throw that out there because I guess everybody, you know, if you're listening to this, it's... um. Yeah, dyslexia was something that was uh, really, really hard for me. I used to actually have to remember my speeches off by heart because I was incapable of reading them. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I would like, let's say, you remember what, like in late high school, like you would have to do the big 15 minute speeches and people yeah, were allowed cue speaking. cards. I, I would have to just remember the whole thing because the cue cards actually triggered my dyslexia more and, and I wasn't capable of doing it. So the I, words and stuff? No, I see my letters backwards. That's oh. my main one thing. And I, I was incapable of writing B properly for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but either or, uh, I think at any point in time, you can catch the reading bug. And uh, I, I just tell everybody, the best way to catch the reading bug is only read what you're interested in. Honestly, straight and, up. That's yeah. the also fastest read, way. And also read when you want to. Like, yes. Don't force yourself. Like, it's a, it beca- let it become a hobby. Don't, don't make it a chore. You know, and, that, and, you'll, and you'll actually enjoy the process a lot more. So that being said, I wanted to open the show up and this might even take up the entirety of the show. Maybe, maybe not. We're going to let the rabbit hole go. What's been on your mind lately? Um, I've been reading a lot of messages lately. and I know I say this a lot, but, you know, a lot of messages have actually been standing out to me and um, had a deep emotional impact on me. And I think that that's super important. So I'm going to read one that we got yesterday. OK, I think it's. I think it's really relevant to everything that we're going through and you know everything that other entrepreneurs go through and even people on a day-to-day so definitely be proud dot 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 well said jake a mature approach is an understatement with great emphasis to how you guys tackle the situations with the best positive approach towards optimism do you know how many people learn just off your guys testimonies your hard work your guys personalities etc example question mark forget nike I see you guys being revolutionaries down the line in the field of you set yourself on, and that's currently midday squares. I really love and appreciate you guys. Keep doing you guys, keeping you, and never change. Why this is on my mind is very simple. You get a message like that during hard times, and you realize, and I've been trying to nail this point down with you guys and everyone in our company for so long. We are not the Nike. We are the midday squares, and people see it. That person saw that we're a midday squares. It's its own revolution. We're not going down an alley of someone else. We're not going down Phil Knight's vi- version nope. of, of his company. I agree. We might have similarities, but we are going down our own, and it's been on my mind that we're doing something so special, and when I see reaffirming re- reassurance from, from people that are with us on this journey um, that we don't even know necessarily, it just kind of gives me this like this firepower that 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 I, I don't think I can ever replicate again in my life. And 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 that's why I'm trying to really like capture it and keep it and keep it somewhere in my my system, in my mind where I'll never forget it, because I finally feel this is my personal feeling 
that Ooh, like we're this. doing something big. We're doing something so big that our personalities can make an impact on someone. And then another message came in the other day saying, I just bought your bar because you guys are just plain old beauties. Things, <laughs> no, but, no, but think about this, guys. Think about it for a second. We're not doing Nike. We're not doing Walmart. We're not doing Target. We're not doing all these companies. We are doing Midday Squares. Midday Squares is its own thing. And Midday Squares is going to make the biggest impact on people's lives. And we have the ability to take that and throw it everywhere. Literally throw the fire, the gasoline everywhere so that it explodes. And I, I think, want to. I want the Kool-Aid everywhere. But that's what I'm saying. And I think Because it's good Kool-Aid. It's, it's tremendous. And the, the, the significant part about it is that you know we don't take that step back ever. We, we really don't. Yesterday in our therapy session, we kind of had like a little moment of sad to really great. But we, we ought to take a step back more and just look at what we're doing. Not what we're trying to do. What we're doing. And... You realize that and it should just give you that fucking firepower to do everything you want to do in your life because at the end of the day, we're given this this opportunity. We built this opportunity, we set ourselves up for it and now we're given an opportunity of real change and real difference and real things in life. You know, people say you got to, you know, you got to make change or something, you got to speak up. We're not only speaking up, we're executing and that's the difference and I think that that's something really cool. It's just been on my mind and... I have hundreds of messages that we could probably post in the thing, which I could, you know, show that this could, is where it led to. Could I say something? Go. This is why every single person out there starting a company needs a Jake on their team. Mm. Straight up. They, if you guys do Thank not you. have a partner that's like Jake, get one. It is so fucking important. You have no idea. Uh, very difficult to find, so good luck. But but if you must find a Jake, every single fucking company There's some free agents out needs there. Needs a, a very... Very, very few. I, I don't know any other ones. Neither do I. But, <laughs> no, but I think it's important. To, I know people say this another thing quickly. It's on my mind. <clears throat> cheerleaders are very important. Being a cheerleader for optimism in a company or whether you're in a pandemic or whether you're in a recession, whatever it is, is super important. You need a cheerleader that's actually there to cheerlead. And I think that's something I've been doing for the last couple of months and even two years. Um, overall, if you look at it from a from a majority standpoint, optimism for me is the key to human evolution. Like if yes. if, if you don't have optimism, there's a million things that could break but you, you every single day. You need pessimism too. Yeah, you no, need no, both. You but need the yin and the yang, the, the balance. And, and we have the yin and the yang here. You know, like like <laughs> you're a pessimist to be honest. And <laughs> Am I? yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless he really is. Unless he really is. for everybody listening, I just found out I was a pessimist. This is news. news. I'd say you're third. You're second to last. He's she's third. So she, Leslie's uh, always the pessimist, which is fine because <laughs> even when we're in moments of greatness and we're hyping each other up, Leslie would be like. Yeah. I feel you. I actually, sorry, I, I hear you. I hear you I'm guys. Just not there I'm yet. Just not, and she'll crack the moment. But then it kind of sets us back and it's like, okay, wait, what do we do to get better? What do, what do we do? What fire do we do? under the she yeah. pushes it. Yeah. Les, so, what's been on your mind lately? Um, a lot of personal stuff. I just turned 30. You guys know we spoke with this last week. 30, um, 30. 30, 30. And I put a lot dirty. of... Ref- dirty, 30. It's hot. But um, it's dirty. been like a reflection time for me just about life and myself and where I'm at. And I realized that I need space. I need space to think and to have ideas flow. And so right now I'm trying to figure out what does that look like and how do I activate on that? And basically my one, number one goal is to get into this kind of free, spirited, creative mind space at least one day a week where I go and create this thing. I don't know what it is yet that allows me to feel very much alive and let me just scrimmage 
you know, basically you bring up a lot of the time is I can't even book you and your schedule. Your schedule is always swamped and it is. And that can get to you uh, once in a while, you know, when you just feel like you're going from one place to the other, to the other, to the other. Right. And that's what it's been like for the last, I would say, eight months for me is um, there's there's not a space in my schedule. And so I need that one day a week where I probably won't come into the office. I won't be available to speak to, but I'm going to go down this rabbit hole of creativity with the person that I'm going to be hiring. We have to get Leslie back to controlling her schedule. Yes. Yeah. And doing what she loves. Yes. No, honestly, but uh, talk to the audience a little bit about, so I I get the motivation, but talk about that creative pressure because that's where it's coming from, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I do explain this to Nick often at home, like when I'm venting and it could kind of sometimes feel like um, I'm feeling sorry for myself or like, you know, like I'm trying to get praise, but it's for any creatives that are listening to this podcast, when you're a creative you don't you're not just always on you're not just always getting ideas it's very different than being able to you know write a paper on the spot or or whatever it's it's a different type of beast beast and basically even when i was in fashion right like 98% of the time i wasn't doing creative stuff because i was a, a solo one entrepreneur man show. yeah i was a one man show and Basically, when I got to design, it was a lot of pressure because I wasn't doing that majority of the time. So I'd have to like design a collection in a weekend <laughs> and it would be really fucked up. And I'm not going to lie, I would take like a lot of Adderall and go into this like weird space where like no one could speak to me and create, you know, a, a 30 piece line collection. collection. Right. It is. It crazy. was fucked up because I actually witnessed it happen. I, I witnessed the second uh, yes, third you round did. Third, yeah. where you went in that crazy warp. It, it felt like a tornado hit. I'm not yeah. even joking. It felt like a to- horrible. The condo <laughs> looked like a tornado got hit. Well, just to it. give visuals, Your condos I, direct. I, I, I designed <laughs> a collection there. in three days. Then I flew to China produced the collection in two weeks, flew back, held a uh, photo shoot in our apartment where I had paper going up. I had 15 people in their models. It was It didn't even look like our condo anymore. No, it was horrible. It was horrible. So, yeah. But it was an amazing collection, but I'm saying the experience experience was horrible. horrible. Show pictures of it in the the notes. Yeah, so basically what I'm trying to say is now with Midday Squares, it's kind of happening again where I'm I'm getting pulled in other directions that have zero creativity to it. Mm -hmm. And... There's that pressure of building this brand, which is the Midday Squares brand. What does that look like, right? We're pushing boundaries. We are saying we're food, but we're going to do our own thing. And what does that I look like? That. But a lot of people in food, right, are just stealing from each yeah. other. Like, what are we, what is that company it's doing? It's horrible. Same thing you know, with comparing yourself to someone. Right, comparing yourself and doing the other things that other people are doing. And it's, look, as a creative, it's, 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 you know, what is a mood board, right? A mood board, you go online, you pull inspiration, you build a, a board. And basically, a lot of people just copy from that. And I'm, I'm not saying that I don't. I, I definitely build mood boards to create inspiration. But a lot of the same content is just in circulation. Oh, my God. Right? It's, 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 it's horribly uh, un, un, unmotivating Innovation's content. Innovation's word is, is overused as a buzzword and not actually true. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, so that's the whole thing, right? So there's a lot of content that's in circulation. A lot of people are doing similar stuff. And I understand why. I mean, look, it's very hard to go out and create something that hasn't been seen before. And you guys know how I feel about photos when you're a food company, right? Yep. There's not so much that a photo can do to evoke, can capture in storytelling. In storytelling. And what are we? We're a brand that storytells. And so 
yes, we post photos now, but that's not where we're going. Hot. And exactly. And so Ooh. the pressure's on. Foreshadowing. To the, the pressure's on. And I'll take Nike. I know you don't like when I take other people as an example, but Nike does a great job, right, at telling the story and promoting their products. I think, Who they are. Yeah, yeah. I think I think when we say, so for everybody listening, it's very important. We love Nike. We fucking love Nike. And when we say Nike, I just bring up Nike because it's the fastest way to explain magnitude, magnitude to someone. Magnitude, yeah. Like somebody automatically, the second you say Nike, they understand where your brain's at. But you see what Nike's done, guys, which is incredible, okay? So let me tell you something. When I'm about to, okay, I need to get into shape or I want to hit the treadmill, what's the first thing I do? <laughs> you buy a I pair go of Nike shoes. And I buy a pair of Nike shoes and I join the runner's club. And I automatically feel part of a community. Mm. And I feel so excited about putting my shoes on. When I get them in the mail, the box with the tick, I put the shoes on with my new socks and I go downstairs and I literally feel that I can do it. No, kudos and to them. Like that, You know how crazy that is? They've done an incredible job. But I think you bring up a really good point that it, it, you might have blinded it you know, with other things is that as an entrepreneur, you go into a business a lot of the time, at least I did, um, thinking, oh, you're going to do everything you love. Um, and then as time goes, you start doing more that you don't love dog than you love dog shit you dog shit yes. but then eventually you get to do what you love the, and, and that is a euphoric moment coming oh. one day when you can go do all your creative stuff that you love when i could always be out there and out and about and when you could be in your rabbit holes <laughs> and he likes going rabbit holes and, and operations and stuff like that and you know the digital world anyways i think that's when you've been a successful entrepreneur 100 that's the moment when you do it but the misconception of coming to a business starting a business and thinking you're going to do what you love is completely out of your, and you're out of your mind that's when depression hits right exactly. and, and that's Balancing why we work, is hard. we work with a therapist because you know like i had a private session with jim on tuesday and basically i broke down i told him about everything that's going on he, he really understands and he just said he's like les when you guys started you brought jake on and you guys committed to making him be able to do what it is that you brought him on to do. And at the beginning, that was your thing, right? Come on, build the brand, uh, be the face of the brand, build hype and, and, and be that cheerleader that we need, right? And so we supported that and we made that happen, right, as a team. And Jim's like, you've had so much discipline by not even bringing up the fact that you are also a serious, you are, he actually said you are the biggest creative out of the bunch. And Who, that, you? Yeah. Yeah, by far. I know, but he said, he's like, he's like, the discipline's crazy because you've, you've been able to hold everything in. Um, but it's normal that it's coming out now, you know, where you, you really need to express yourself. But it's funny that you say that because I had the jump start of having that, that, that crazy high experience of six, of what I and defined as smoked. Six, yeah, so I had the <laughs> six, I was, I, I actually had the beginning part of the first year, the first six, six to eight months, I would say I had the opportunity <laughs> of being on the top of the, the successful entrepreneur status that I just came up with before. <laughs> and then I got smoked and reverse engineered to get smoked into the, t- I remember Jake used to go to Toronto. Yeah, and I, he would be killing it. We come back, we were depressed. Full depressed, full de- and be like, "What's back. going on?" We'd be like, "You don't fucking understand, babe. You're in Toronto, killing it. Yeah, I was killing on fire. It. Yeah, you're you're in an alternative but I, but universe. I'm climbing back. I'm climbing yeah. back, and it's it's a hard climb, guys. I'm telling you, it doesn't take a day. It takes months. For the record, just to to really analogize what Jake went through. Think you're on the highway, and you 
you're going 120 kilometers and you throw the car into river. <laughs> the whole fucking, ch- the whole engine will. Everything, everything falls apart. It's a blowout. Yeah, and that's what it is. For the record, okay, for the record, I'm just going to say something. I know everybody's like, oh, the fucking Nick's rabbit holes and spreadsheets. No, I don't no. enjoy being in fucking spreadsheets. You know, my fucking favorite thing to do in this fucking company what? is this fucking podcast. I love this podcast. <laughs> okay. Nick's yeah. always wanted to have a podcast. I, I love, I love, I, I have so much to say. You have inspired my friend group, by the way. You, uh, my, 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 I have a 10 group of guy friends to start a podcast. Um, they want to come here at Midday Squares and do a, a round table <laughs> because fun. of what you've created here. So you've inspired, you know, people that are really close allies to us and, and they don't get inspired by things. They don't like that close allies inspire. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. No, I'm serious. It's, it's, they, they don't shut up about it. And it's like, it's like, I'm like, okay, yeah, well, we have a studio. We could, I can make it happen. Yeah, 100%. Nick can be the moderator. I would love to moderate. I'm, I, I have a, I'm very curious and I have a lot to say. So for the record, everybody that's listening, yes, I do love numbers, but I am a fucking passionate person about fucking a lot of subject matters. Okay. So what's been on my mind? Yeah, Thank you very finally. much. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for the roundtable. We had a long discussion. Oh, behave. <laughs> Shout out Sean Prue. Where's Sean Prue at? They, oh, oh, Sean Prue. Sean was... Sean, too shout that out guy. Sean. Sean has a show on SiriusXM. He was one of the first people to reach out and, and get us on the air. Believe in us. We, we should reach out to him and get back on the show and do a follow-up with get him. Get him on our show. Yeah, we'll also get him on. Yes, <laughs> I would love wild. to get him on He's our too show. Wild. Um, okay. Actually, you know you know who you got to get on the show? Who? Is Jim. And Cram had a great idea is to have a therapy a session therapy. on the podcast. I love it. Oh, fuck. That's, yeah, that is actually, that is, is a good hot, idea. Because we, we have a fourth of mic. Okay. Now, well, how are you feeling? Yeah, how are you, you feeling? Thank now, you. what's on your mind? Thank Sorry. you, yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, honestly, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and this goes back to the schooling system. The schooling system needs a major reform, major reform. And 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 here's what I'm, I'm uh, where I'm at. Okay, we've been interviewing for a lot of positions. The people coming through are not ready for the new age business at all at all zero negative honestly i'm i'm I, it's actually keeping me up at night a lot because i'm like oh my god people are being sold on this system they're they're taking four years of their life and doing it properly and giving their all to the system they're paying for it scam. and then they're coming out i don't want that's a that's a that's a <laughs> no, dangerous a, word, no, scam. Kind of word scam. okay i take that that's back. a dangerous word but it is she takes it, it back yeah it, it is it is I think they're preying on people figuring out their lives and not using first principles. And so the interviewees come and I'm looking at them and I'm realizing, oh my God, they are not ready to actually help us succeed in any way, shape or form. They don't have the tools necessary for the new age type of business. Mm -hmm. And I ask myself, are these people, if you were given case in point, four years to learn all this shit or four years to become a master of Excel or a master of anything that's on those analytical systems that exist in business today uh, of how to think in terms of data models or all these types of things, would they be better off in the world? And my answer is I really fucking believe that they would. Um, And that freaks me out because every year thousands of people are graduating and they really don't have much to offer. The system's fucked. I'm sorry. 
Like I went through it. I can't. I can't take it. I think it's. I think it's completely. I think you're completely right. You leave there four years later. I don't care what you studied. Maybe if you're a doctor, it's completely different because the sciences. You need to learn certain. Yeah, things. I won't shit on sciences or no. even legal because there's just at no, the end of the day, you have to learn those yeah. things. It is like, what it is. It but, is what it is. Yeah. But everything else, holy I can shit, tell you, you come in unprepared. Forget about the interviews that you're going through. We both went through it, you and I. So, and Leslie, uh, you went through a different type of no, system. I didn't choose to go to school. Yeah, which is cool. But I chose another route. They're yeah. really missing the point because what they're doing to you and to everyone going through this, or most people going through this, I can't say everyone, but I could say that my parent experience, I came out not knowing a single thing about life. And I was scared. And I got into the first... I, try, I didn't know what to do. And then when I would even go from there, I had no idea how to articulate, how to, how, to, how to convince, how to do things that are so important in this world. And Excel, I knew nothing about it. And I went into actuarial science. Could you imagine? They do tons of numbers and I still didn't know what the fuck to do. That's the thing That's though. scary. The thing is, school should technically be, able, be looking at their programs every year and identifying what is the world doing right now? What are the major things you need to know to survive? So example, for Excel, let's say, that should be in the program, right? It's mandatory to, to have not just be able to do a little bit on Excel, to be able to build formulas, how to build sheets, it. how to work Airtable. Like, Excel teaches you how to think, that's it. Yes. It's not even about the actual Excel. It actually it does teach you how to think. It's and everything it's, the school system makes you memorize. It doesn't make sense. No, but they just don't focus on building what we need. That's the problem. So finances, how to use things in the workforce, how to have execution, how to think on your toes. Like there's a lot of examples that have come through on the projects where you're just like, How did you not get this done? And in my opinion, the project's fairly simple. Yes. Like like No, but it's it's really simple but not. Right. But for me, it is when I look at it, I'm like, this is simple. And basically, the other thing is when people are applying now through, you know, our, our different sources, they're not even doing the logical thinking or critical thinking test or the aptitude test. And they think they can get a job like you, you're not taking 15 minutes to do the test that we require you to take. You think you can just apply for the position like people really lack the logic needed to to score something in life. And so probably, you know, uh, different companies have a big execution. I, I personally would like at one point to create Midday Squares University mm. uh, yeah. for real, yeah. for real. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and our whole um, philanthropy there is to prepare people for the real world. Nick like, and I are going to homeschool our kids. <laughs> the transition is the key. The, the to transition real to real fucking yeah. life is the hardest thing. Is the hardest thing in the entire world is just knowing what to do. And so and the thing is, the truths are in front of, of 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 these schools, right? The programs can be built easily. There, it's not stuff we're talking about that's out of the park different. It's just basics. I think something cool about the school system, though, and is that you leave your town a lot of the time, and that's a learning lesson for life to go live on your own at, at 18 years old or 19 years old, live with friends, have to deal with people go out there and figure out your systems at night, what you're doing. And those are important things because you learn how to excel in that stuff. But then when you're going to the system, the, the prison that- the For socializing, it, it's good. For socializing. It's phenomenal. That, but that's a huge lesson to yeah. have in life. Like I would put that if we were on a drawing board and I'd be like, okay, what are we keeping from the current system? Social. Social. What are we blowing up? Chat. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So blowing up. So yeah, no, the, a lot needs to be blown up in the system. So when you ask, you know, when you ask me what's on my mind, that's on my mind a lot, and I don't have any answers to how I'm going to solve this yet. But I do know it's brewing, and I do know that change is needed in a severe, 
uh, way because we need to prepare more than anything. If we want our economies to continue to thrive, we need yeah. to start preparing people for what the fuck is going on in the new world and yeah. not whatever the hell is happening uh, in the schooling system right Degrees now. Degrees need to be less valued, I think, because... And I think it's becoming less valued, to be honest, because I oh, don't yeah. know if we look at degrees. I, yeah, I, someone, uh, we don't. Someone applied the degree of philosophy. Google, you know, Google just released that they're, they, they don't want to. They cut it. They don't even give a shit anymore. Which is hot. Yeah. And I think that the way that they test too, which is an important thing, because that testing process is horrible and it doesn't prepare you for any type of problem you're going to experience in life or any type of solution driven to the problem. I'll tell you when I'm looking to hire somebody. I'm not even so let's say let's just talk about creative director art director right so some of the things that I'm looking into right now I don't even look at the resume I go straight to the portfolio Taught. Uh, right and if the portfolio speaks to me I then send you a link with a video and then you have to speak to me right if if your video is subpar or shit you're not making it like this is your time to fight against thousands of other people that are applying like you, like I don't understand. And, and no, people I, forget that. I don't get it. And they'll give seventy percent. It's like, babe, you, you're here to give one hundred fifty. <laughs> like we make it so clear. Like you yeah. either give one hundred fifty, you're not coming to midday squares. It's that right. simple. No and, one and, here and, works and here then, that's not giving one hundred fifty percent. The other crazy thing is people don't even put cover letters. Like why Ugh, this company? Lazy. Like right. So it's like it's really scary to see out there what's actually going on. And and yeah, I mean, like Nick said, we got to figure out a way to prepare the the next generations for better education so coming up to the end of the episode because that we're already there yeah we're already there wow so i told you Big God it goes it goes quickly why do you think people are so shocked that we show therapy sessions why oh, is the world so behind on this because people system. don't want to see von people don't want to share vulnerability because they're scared of what people are going to say about them yeah, people are just like I used to be that type of person. I went through this. This is a lot. Two years ago, um, I used to be embarrassed um, when someone would tell me. I, some people might be angry with what I say, but I've changed. So um, kudos to me on that one. But I, I used to hear someone went through therapy, and I would be like, "Why are you telling me this? Like, I don't like it's it's you're that you're that vulnerable. You're that you're that you're not going to fight it. You're not going to be that person to fight it." And that. And I think it comes to complex with the world and, and men specifically, I'm going to speak for myself, is they think they have to accomplish and, and fight and war and gladiator and all this stuff and not be weak. And I think not that... Not we weak's the wrong word. No, Not no, be vulnerable. No, but the, this is how I thought. So weak right. was the word I thought, actually. Right. And I would never express that. But the second I committed and start to see people around me seeing serious results and serious, you know, wins from this kind of stuff, you start to realize that this is a crazy great investment. This is a better investment than putting it into a Well, stock. it's an old mentality, you know, our parents' generation to think that if you need a shrink, they call it shrinks. Yes, yes. Then <laughs> that you have something wrong with you. Like, like they'll use it in conversations where they're fighting. Like, you should go see a shrink. You need a shrink. Whoa. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah thanks, babe. I, I, might, I might need a shrink, but so do you. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. let's go together. But, you know? uh, how, about, how, about, uh, how about the word is, and you know, this is really what drove it home to me as a young age is I, I started looking at them as coaches. Of course. And, better uh, way, better way. Yeah, and, and because like LeBron James still has a coach. Michael Jordan had a coach. Tiger Woods has a coach. And it's not that the coach is there to necessarily, like you always say, well, why does Tiger Woods need a coach? It's there to guide them on frameworks and to create this, this mindset 
of how to consistently put your life through the framework. And when you're going through life in the weeds, you get away from the framework sometimes. They're clear mind. You yeah. also your clear mind. really need to be careful of who you trust and who you see. There's a lot of frauds out there in this oh, world. Tons in, of frauds. In, in coaches, life coaches. Check LinkedIn, you'll you see know, everyone. There's, there's people that are life coaches <laughs> that can't even balance their finances. Um, there's people who are health coaches who are overweight. Um, and basically, there's a lot of that out there. So be careful who you look for and make sure you find the right person took me I started therapy when I was nine years old and it took me almost 15 years to find the right person to speak with and trust so yeah and, and really so Jim's Gavin a lot of people know Jim uh, from we speak about him a lot we found out the origin of Jim by the way with cider this weekend Andrew cider shout out he's a close friend of ours um, he's the one who introduced us to Jim and make sure they have a great pedigree Jim came from um, the CEO and COO of Shopify's, um, they have a coach, therapist coach, and that coach recommended Jim. And so we're talking probably one of the best top five companies in the world right now. Yeah, top, um, top Canada for yeah, sure. Yeah, top number one in Canada, yeah. top five companies in the world's coach introduced us to that coach. Um, so really make sure the pedigree of the people that are bringing the people to your table are right to, 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 to avoid the fraudulent activity right. that's happening out there. I did want to touch on something. You asked why are people so scared to share? And I think it's not just therapy. People not even just scared, though. Uh, just people are so shocked all the time. And I'm, shocked, I'm always like, why are they so shocked that we, we, we post this stuff? It, it brought up another point. I know we're ending the show shortly, but I did want to say one thing. There's, there's a lot of BS out there. Bullshit. Uh, and <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> what the, there's a lot of BS out there. Bullshit. <laughs> there's a lot of BS out there. It was there. a wild Bullshit. way you said it. Bullshit. Say it again one more time. No, I can't. Okay. There's a lot of BS out of there. Bullshit. Okay, but that. basically, what I wanted to say is, you know, I don't know if this is 100% factual, but Cardi B is getting a divorce um, from Offset. I don't know if I even pronounce his name, but um, basically, three weeks ago, they're fucking showing these things on Instagram they're in love they're 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 making out the whole works and the whole thing is is people are hiding behind cameras and presenting a life that's not real like false reality even Kim and Kanye guys, right they, guys that's a whole other topic like, it we is. Have to keep we, that for yeah, show. I think we keep it because we can go so deep on that and I think that midday squirts represents the opposite exactly of that. but but Nick says it often and I'll, I'll end on this is Nick says this often to like you know his friends and, and his family that They've even asked you, why do you put these things out? Why do you say things? And Nick always says, I feel liberated that people know what I'm going through now. Well, I don't have to fake. I don't have to live two lives. I don't have to live two lives. And that's it. I won't, we'll go into this next it's week. It's harder to keep up with lies and tell the truth. Woo! Woo! On that note, ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday and we are going into the weekend as always. I'm actually excited to hang with you all this weekend. Yeah, can we just end on this thing asking what we're doing this weekend? Because I think that's a cool what way to end it. I don't even know what we're doing this no, weekend. No, just like what do you want to do this weekend? Oh, I want to hang. I want to try to get like if we can get an outdoor fire going. Oh, hot. Yeah. Hot. What you live? I'm going to have a few I'm beers tonight. a lot of fires. TV tons of fire. TV, TV, tons of TV. TV? And I'm trying to get a Soup and salad. You, Leslie, I've heard you say soup and salad for the last six weeks. I asked weeks. her this morning in the car why she's so obsessed with soup and salad. But she doesn't make well, it before happen. Before things I close, I, no, I, first of all, before things close, I'm going to get a soup and salad. Leslie and I changed our addresses. Now we're, we're, we're officially of, of Laurentians. Laurentians, St. <laughs> Agath in, in the mountains. Uh, you know, last thing to go, I know we, uh, we go on compliments. Jake, I, I really am impressed by your ability. I hate people that are out there shaming people for 
changing their views and changing their you know, I hate that shame game that's going on. Oh. It's like this person said this in 2007, oh. and now they're saying this. People, life is fluid. Yes, fluid. You, you say it. New information comes. You can oh. change your decisions, oh. and you should not be weak or better. It doesn't matter. Fluidity is everything. Jake, I really appreciate how you have strong opinions loosely held. Um, it's true. And that's and that's it. So on that note, three, two, one. Ole, 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 ole. Ole, 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 ole. Midday squares uncensored. That's a wrap. You know what goes. See you next week.